Hey, thanks for tuning in today to the Impact Disciple Making Church podcast. We are so glad that you are with us today. My name is Mike Keaton. Uh, I am part of the Impact team, and I am joined here today with uh, Pastor Ken Adams, uh, lead pastor of Crossroads Church, founder of Impact Ministries. And we get to gather together again today, Ken, to talk about making disciples, the greatest mission there is. And so um, we are glad to be able to do that. We are glad that you are joining us. So thank you. Uh, Ken, we've been talking about uh, for a while uh, these values, different values uh, of a church, and specifically, I think, maybe in the context of a disciple-making church. Mm. And so so we're going to continue that conversation today, and uh, the value we're going to talk about today is being relationship-centered. Yeah. So let's unpack that a little bit for our viewers and those tuning in with us. And uh, kind of explain what that means to have the value of a relationship-centered mm-hmm. mission or ministry. Yeah, yeah, Mike. That's uh, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. What we want to talk about, and uh, you know, the idea here uh, behind the Disciple Making Church podcast is basically just to uh, to for us to be able to share things that we've been learning and things that we've been God's been showing us. And you know, we've got uh, uh, a few years now of really trying to be uh, focused on. Uh, what does it mean to be a church that's really and truly helping uh, untrained seekers become fully trained disciples? And uh, and so uh, it's exciting to see what God's teaching us and what uh, he's showing us about, you know, the, the parts of that in our own church. But now uh, our goal is to be able just to share that with others and, and just be able to help people figure out uh, a little bit about how you can be a church that really is fulfilling the Great Commission, you know. And so that's that's the goal. And a part of that means uh, every church, every church, but especially a disciple-making church, uh, they they need to have a defined mission. They need to know why they're there. And, and really and truly, Jesus has made that clear to us that we're here to make disciples. And then uh, they also need to have uh, really uh, their beliefs or their doctrine sort of sort of nailed down. And they need to know what they believe. And obviously, every church should have a statement of faith and know what they believe. But then we think, and we we believe that we also ought to, ought to have values. You know, every family has values, things that we believe in, things that we hold to, and uh, we believe in biblical values based on the way uh, the church operated uh, in in the scriptures. And so, uh, we've been in a series of uh, uh, really even in our uh, services on Sunday where I've been actually teaching uh, the values of our church. And so, uh, these values would not necessarily have to be in a disciple-making church, but man, they surely would be, they they would be true of a disciple-making church, and that's why we're sharing them. And so um, one of the ones that we talked about uh, last time was being culturally relevant, uh, but this time we're talking about this idea of what does it mean to be relationship-centered, and you would think, you would think that that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. When you think disciple-making, discipleship, it's hard to do without relationships. Absolutely. So they go together. Absolutely. Because all ministry is relationship. That's right. Really. And so uh, so we're kind of unpacking that today, but we actually unpack that uh, in an entire sermon. And so we got a little clip that will kind of set up what we're talking about. So uh, uh, take a few minutes and uh, check this out. It begins, a church begins to go from being relationship-centered to some other centered type of church because it forgets what business they're in to begin with. 
You say, well, what business? I thought we were in the theology business. No, we're not. We're in the people business. You say, but wait a minute. You preach from the Bible every week. You preach sermons every week. Guess what? I never, I, I don't preach, I don't preach from, I, I do preach from the Bible, but I don't preach the Bible. I preach to people with the Bible. Listen to me. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Because if you, if, you if you just nod off for a minute, you're going to think, oh, did he say that? Listen, all of the sermons and all the songs that we sing are intended to do one thing, to help people connect with God. And if we are not accomplishing that, then Paul would say, all of this stuff is just clanging cymbals and it's just noise. You know, the most, the most popular verse people know, you remember, it was the first verse you learned, for God so loved buildings, for God so loved programs, for God so loved his policies. No, it doesn't. It says, for God so loved the that he sent his only begotten son. Jesus didn't die for a building, guys. Jesus didn't die for a program. Jesus didn't die for a pastor or personality. Jesus died for the world. Jesus died for people. You know, there's a verse that we use here a lot because it's the first passage in scripture that tells us how the church really operated. It's in Acts chapter two, verse 42 through 47. You've heard it before. I'm gonna read it again. It won't be the last time either. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Now again, this is, this is the very first church that's ever started to meet. This is after Pentecost. And this is what they did. This was their conduct. This was their behavior. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common. They started selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as anybody had a need. And day by day, they came to the temple together, breaking bread in their homes together. And they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their daily those who were, uh, to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Let me ask you a tough question here. But you're 10 o'clock, so you get this, right? So what part of that verse, what part of that verse is relational centered? Everything. Teaching's done in relationships. Fellowship's done in relationships. Prayer was in relationships. Giving was in relationships. Worship was in relationships. Sharing Christ. Every single thing they did. In fact, listen, spoiler alert here. If the New Testament church didn't have relationships, guess what they had? Nothing. Nothing. If the New Testament church, the very first church that we are modeled after and every church ought to be, if they did not have relationships, guess what they had? They had, they had no building. They had no program. They had no policy. And they really didn't even have much personalities there. They didn't have any, 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 any people that were really driving. They had some leaders. Yeah, they did. You know, this is important, man. Is that the very first church was only about two things, God and people. And it was ultimately about people helping people. And that's what it's supposed to be today. 
Look at Acts chapter four, verse 32. This is another great, great, great scripture here about the church. And now the full number of those who believe were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. You know what that verse screams out? Relationship centered. Well, that was great stuff, Ken, and we appreciate that. And, you know, that service was a powerful day as well. And uh, just why don't you share a little bit more about that here and kind of where you want to go with that? Yeah. So, you know, when you think about uh, this idea of being relationship centered, you know, it's funny because uh, a lot of churches are uh, building centered. (laughs) A lot of churches are personality centered. Mm. A lot of churches are policy centered. And so you may not you know, the church may not think they are, and they may not actually intentionally say we're building centered, but, uh, but it actually does happen. And what the root of that is, is that you become uh, more centered on a particular personality, or you're centered on the fact that this is where we meet, this building is our focus, or you have policy over people. And Mike, all that happens because we forget that we are in the people business. That's good. You know, well, we really are. We are. And so uh, when you forget that you're in the people business, then you, um, you're you not focused and centered on relationships. Uh, you're focused and centered on a lot of other things that take you away from relationships. You know, and, in, and to, to that as well, Ken, you think in sometimes even discipleship, you can be doing discipleship, and it can be sometimes just transactional where you're just conveying information maybe or something like that. But it really is all about the context of the relationship. Yeah. And and one person one person helping another person you know, get further along and, and, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that really is what it is. It's about people but it's about people helping people. Exactly. Right. Right. And in fact, that really is what the church is all about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, think about this, Mike. If you go back to the first century, go back to the original church in the book of Acts. So if they didn't have relationships, they had nothing because they didn't have a building. I mean, they had houses and they went to the temple court, but they did not have a building that became their focus. Uh, It was not about the structure. It was about people. Um, You know, I would, I would argue they didn't really have personalities. I mean, the apostles were the leaders, but, uh, but, I don't think they had a sort of a celebrity or... Well, they weren't the most popular guys, that's for sure. That's a fact, man. And so I think it was very different. And then uh, uh, clearly they they didn't have a, a lot of policy driving. What They have a lot of committees and things like It was a group of people basically coming together to help people to connect to God and to connect with each other. That's right. And, um, you know, I think that's important that we remember... Um, it, we just don't lose sight of what we're actually here for. So, uh, so being relationship centered uh, is exactly uh, what Jesus did. Right. You know, for God so loved the world. World. Right. So God stopped for God so loved buildings. Stop for God so loved, you know, personalities. For God so loved, uh, you know, a policy. But God loved people, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, I always love, one of the things I always love, Ken, that, that you do, that we try to do through Impact, uh, and even our own ministry, is that we try to always tie it back to to Christ, to yeah. Jesus and his methodology, right? That's right. So 
I mean, Mark 3, 4, 14 is the key verse there. It's yeah. that be with emphasis. That's right. You know, he designated the 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach. Yeah. You know, and that may be a goal where all of us want us to go. We want to develop more people and more leaders, but it's that be with category. That's just right. where that relationship that's right. is all about. Because yeah. that, that is the key key environment, key thing. Yeah. And that's how Jesus did it. Absolutely. And we want to follow the way Jesus did it. Yeah. That's so good, Mike. And and honestly, those two words, with him, that's that's all about a personal contact. That's mm-hmm. all about a personal relationship. And you, you could even take it a step further and say that it started come and follow me was a relational invitation right. come. And then uh, come and see before that was a relationship. So, so evangelism, think about this. So evangelism has to be relationship-centered. Uh, stepping into community has to be relationship-centered. Getting connected to disciple-making environment has to be relationship-centered. And then ultimately, uh, stepping up into leadership ought to be uh, driven through relationships. And so... All of ministry, from coming to know Christ to going out to serve Christ, ultimately the thread between it all is relationships. That's right. And so, if a church is not, if church does not see that as the value that people matter and that people help people get to where they need to be, then what happens is unintentionally we gravitate toward. Uh, Focusing and being centered on other things. That's right. That's right. It's not a business model. It's a relational model, person to person. So people help reach other people. People help connect other people. People help grow other people. And people help multiply other people. And so that is that is the deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mike, I say this a lot, and sometimes it's misunderstood, but do you, do you really think about this? But, you know, I tell people that we're, we're not really in the theology business. Mm-hmm. We're actually in the people business. Uh, what we do is we help people understand God. So that is where theology is a part of that. Uh, we're not really in the worship business. We in the people business, but worship is a way to help people to connect with God. And, and I could go through the whole list of things that, again, this is a sort of a, a subtle value, but it is a value that we just need to keep at the forefront of our minds that ultimately... Um, making disciples is about helping people grow and become more like Christ. Right. And so that's what we're trying to do. And that's the reason we wanted to, uh, sort of, sort of share a little bit about this, uh, this value here in the podcast. So it's all about relationships and, um, and that's something that connects to everybody on a human level, uh, from person to person. And we try to do that here and we want to certainly help you, uh, try to do that as well in your context. Uh, I'm sure you already get that and understand that, uh, but if there's a way that we can come alongside and kind of just, as Kim was saying earlier, share our learnings with you, because we don't come at this as as we're, you know, Ken and I both agree, and we say it all the time, we don't come as this as, hey, we're the experts, you know, we have all this theory figured out. Mm. We're practitioners. Yeah. We're in the trench doing it, and if we can come alongside you and help you, that's what Impact Ministries is all about. Yeah, and, and you know, Mike, before, before we kind of wrap up here, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure people, because sometimes when we talk about being relationship centered, it's like, so what, what is the, what is the application of that? What does that actually look like? So let me just kind of walk through this for a minute yeah. before we wrap up. I think it'd be helpful. You know, one of the things like, for example, uh, 
we do a lot of different ways of trying to connect to the community and trying to reach people. But in everything we do, ultimately, we believe that uh, evangelism and outreach is about people, mm-hmm. connecting with people. So uh, we might have an event. We just, in fact, we just did an event called a date night. Yep. And that date night, we invited people in our church to invite family and friends. But while people were there, if they came from some other means, uh, we were trying to create an environment, again, where relationships are developed because we know that through relationships, uh, people get reached. That's right. When somebody comes to our church and visits for a weekend, uh, we're trying to invite them to a uh, to a next steps class. And in that next steps class, there will be a facilitator at a table that develops a relational connection. That's right. And so we are driving relationships through everything we do. Uh, when somebody steps into a discipleship group, we're trying to make sure that that, that that there is a relational fit there. And oftentimes, well, truthfully, the best way to start discipleship is a personal invitation to say, hey, come and, come and learn and come and be a part of this. And then clearly um, we want leadership to be not an all call from the stage where we stand up and say, hey, we need leaders to do this. Uh, we want that those leaders to be um, really to be uh sort of nudged along and eventually uh, trained and appointed because of a relationship. You see somebody, you say, this guy's got leadership potential. Right. And then you sort of, you know, are the are really the, the factor in helping them move on. So That's right. So, you know, hopefully that helps people just see some tangible ways. There's some, there are some very tangible ways that you make relationship-centered uh, work in your church. Right. And we've talked about these things in the past where you have these systems and strategies and these kind of things, the infrastructure, if you want to call it that, that's right. you know, to support all that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes in ministry, or we don't want to convey to anybody who's watching either that, hey, that's what it's all about. Go build the systems, go build the infrastructure. Because I mean, you got to have that stuff, yeah. but it is about helping the people. Those things just support the process of moving yeah. and helping leading people from one point to the okay. next point. Yeah. And you know this, cause we've talked about this before, but watching people, uh, transform. Oh, it's amazing. It never gets old. Never. It I mean, it, it's old. see your point with this event that we just did this date night, to think that maybe one time, one day, somebody who came to that as a guest, as a first time guest, or just somebody checking out a fun event, to eventually end up somewhere in the ministry uh, in a discipleship group, mm-hmm. and then ultimately maybe, you know, moving on to lead something else in ministry. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's the goal. That's the deal. Fantastic. That never gets old. You're exactly right. That's good stuff. Man. Yeah, it is. So we, uh, this is what we're trying to figure out here on our end. And, and as we say all the time, we're always here to try to help others as well, share what we've learned. Impactdisciples.com uh, is, uh, is our site. We encourage you to go to that. There's all kinds of resources there. Uh, you'll find uh, more podcasts from previous episodes, um, free resources that we're sure. just willingly to give you. Uh, and then also just opportunities and mm-hmm. things that maybe you can plug into to to be uh, trained or just uh, inspired or encouraged and these mm-hmm. kind of things. And so several things we got in that category is we always do disciple-making church seminars. We do disciple-making pastor equipping groups. Uh, those things are always ongoing and things we can do for you. We'd love to hear from you if you're interested in that. But one huge event we've got coming up, and actually it's not too far away, Ken. It's coming like a great trip. It is. It is our Disciple Making Summit. We we do it every January, end of the month. 
Uh, why don't you give our viewers a little bit of a taste of that? Yeah, man, it's going to be so good. Last weekend of January 2024, uh, beginning really on Friday morning, uh, we're going to have several uh, pre-conference uh, sessions. We're going to have uh, Dan Spader's going to be there training. Uh, I'll be doing some training. Uh, Sun Life Ministries will be there doing some training. It's going to be great. great. Yeah. Uh, on that Friday, you're going to want to come. You're going to want to get signed up for the pre-conference. And then that evening, uh, we kick it off with our first main st uh, session. We'll have uh, some great worship. And then uh, we will just really uh, be challenged over uh, three main sessions in the next the next two days and then lots of good breakouts. Uh, it will really stoke the flame of disciple-making uh, in your heart and in the leaders in your church. So, uh, you, man, you want to bring as many church leaders with you as you can because yeah. it's going to be gonna be it's gonna be great yeah. it'll be good we'd love to have you come uh, if you have questions about that one or more information uh, we'd love to hear from you about that too but we'd also love to get you signed up so check it out it's on the website and um, all that information will be available to you there uh, thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we just uh, pray that you will be encouraged and challenged uh, to develop your ministry to be relationship centered and making disciples thanks we'll see you next time <laughs>